2: Bitsy and Kyrie on WEEI.
0: WEEI.
2: Birchwater. Guns it. Intercepted. Picked up by Kyle Duggar. Works the sideline. Stutter step move from Duggar and he's in. Touchdown, Patriots. They have done it again. Jones swings it up. score the Patriots still
1: alive in the playoff chase they will get in with a win next
3: week at Buffalo Bill, was a New Year's resolution this year to get a win um, yeah sure.
1: considering the number of people that have been taken days off around here which flies right in the face of one of the cornerstone mantras of your New England Patriots. I wasn't expecting production for Fitzy and Kyrie put together as your I know. afternoon show Let's go here on New Year's Observed. Hello, good afternoon, how are you? It is a Patriots Monday here on WEI, all across the WEI Sports Radio Network, WEI.com, or perhaps you are tuning in on the Odyssey app. We're happy to have you here today. Your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens alongside Kyrie. I don't need a middle and or nickname Thompson beat writer extraordinaire host of the first in Foxborough podcast and so much more here with us at W.E.E.I. We got you two to six today and we would love to have you jump on board at any time. Going to be a Patriots heavy show. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. That's how it go. That's how we do. That's how we be when you got first in Foxborough and the six rings podcast. In the house, the text line open and available for business at 37937. And I would like to remind you, you can also watch the show live on Twitch, Twitch.tv slash Boston W E E I. Are kind we of, on Twitch? I think we're twitching right now. All right. Now well, see, I don't know where. Well, we're not twitching. We're not twitching. Yeah, we're not. Well, technically, I'm. Not, yeah, I'm not tweaking. Yeah, but are I you mean, are,
2: how about no? No, I'm 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 not. I'm not peeking um, either. I'm, I'm extre- saving my. Energy. I'm extremely full because I smashed like three huge tacos before I came. I don't I don't think I have the energy to tweak.
1: Right. Oh, so are you beef sleepy? Did you come into a four hour radio show look, when we're counter programming the Winter Classic at Fenway? Beef sleepy because I told you I ate energy foods. I've had like sweats? fruit, it... meat, sweats. You can't bring the beef sweats (laughs) in Sorry, bro. We got Mac Uh, Joe.
2: Especially especially since since we had Gresh and Hart on on TV there just over here smashing free during break, we can watch them scarfing food, stuffing it down their
1: gullets. And let me tell you, nothing gets me more pumped and jacked for four hours of football talk on a holiday (laughs) Monday observed than seeing on the Twitch stream Andy and Gresh. Just like devouring, Going absolutely to crushing free talk. To- like, oh, we've got all this great food here, free. I mean, thank you very much, Time Out Boston. It is an awesome market for the donuts, the beers, the tacos, everything you can get over there. Spectacular array. Love having them aboard here at W E I. But if anyone is driving from Time Out Boston toward our uh, location here at the dumpy little building in Brighton, and they feel like dropping off like a care package for. Kyrie, who's having the beef sweats, your old pal Fitzy, who could use a snack, and producer extraordinaire Joe Braverman doing a tremendous job behind the glass on the ones and twos. Please feel free because, in addition to the football talk, we have a big interview lined up today at 2.30. Because it's a Patriots Monday, we have Mac Mac Jones, Jones. quarterback Mac Jones. We got Mac Jones, quarterback of your New England Patriots, calling in today approximately or around 2.30 p.m. We have some interesting questions for him given some of the comments we heard Earlier this morning on the Greg Hill Show from one Boomer Esiason and more. Kyrie, Yeah, we're at a very, 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 very interesting juncture Indeed. in the timeline, if you will, of the New England Patriots, the timeline of the 2022 NFL season, and the timeline of a lot of careers that we think are going to be long for Foxborough. But then again, we can't guarantee. Patriots win yesterday 23-21. So we're all excited about the fact they are prolonging the season. There is meaningful football in Week 18. Everyone knows by now. Win and you in. Yes. In a place the Patriots have been able to just run roughshod over the last couple of years. Much success in Buffalo when it doesn't involve gale force winds of 60 miles an hour. But before we get to the Buffalo game, yes, I want to ask you a day removed now. Okay. We spoke last night on the postgame show um, there were some stars. There were some heroes. There were definitely a couple of zeros in that game last night, yesterday afternoon. Gillette, um, a day removed. How are you feeling about this win against Miami and what it says about this 2022 squad?
2: Honestly, the way that I'm feeling about it almost says a bit less about what the Patriots did as opposed to what else happened around the league. Where I feel like it's almost—I feel like it's more likely. That they make the playoffs now. I don't know, just just like a gut feeling, right? Because the Jets are now out of the equation, and in, in terms There's of some being bad able-
1: Zach Wilson games and a Mike White rib injury. Thank you, Buffalo. Yes, away, yes, indeed, because he and, was a shell of himself yesterday in Seattle.
2: Yeah, most definitely. And and so, uh, the, you would you, now you've got the tiebreaker on them for for sure. There's nothing they can do about that. So, uh, thank you very much, Seattle Seahawks. Greatly appreciated. Thank you, Pete Carroll. Shall shall accept that gift from you. Um, And then the Dolphins, I mean, look, Teddy Bridgewater is – I was talking about this with a couple of people up in in the press box yesterday. Teddy Bridgewater is the kind of guy that if you have to start a game with him in a pinch, you're like, okay, you could do worse. Definition of serviceable backup. But if you had to start a whole season with him, you're like, we could do a lot better. Now, at at this point, I would say if you have the playoffs on the line, which the Dolphins do at this point – it's not the situation that you want to be in, but it's probably the situation you will be in because I don't think they can, in good conscience, play to a Tunga-Vailoa again. I think it's probably going to be Teddy Bridgewater, un- unless now you have a situation where Teddy Bridgewater's finger so messed up, you got to roll with Skylar Thompson. You if can't even—he
1: could, couldn't even grip the— Now, that, that's granted, it. it was it was far from quintessential wintry conditions yesterday oh, in Foxborough. It was yeah. low 50s, but by the time— the sun started setting across the stadium, like you're in the cold. You could feel it in the shadows. You whack your hand off someone's helmet, and it's starting to get a little a little chilly down there. Like, yeah, there's a reason why his hand hurt, but that doesn't mean that he's automatically out for week 18. I agree with you 100. percent You cannot, in good conscience, start to no. a again this season. To do so would be criminal, in my estimation. And I've I've heard ah, the league's getting too soft. What are you talking? No. No no, 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 no. Man has no. suffered three concussions in less than a quarter calendar year you cannot roll him out there again no
2: absolutely not and i think that again there's this idea that oh yeah people used to get destroyed back in the day and you know they just call it getting their bell rug and they'd come out and play yeah and what happened to them when their careers were over that's the stuff we don't want to talk about but okay digressing from that the dolphins are in trouble the jets are already out I think the Jaguars are going to beat the Titans. They're, they're starting Josh Dobbs. They've, they've already confirmed it. They are starting Josh Dobbs. Who didn't look? He was not horrible. He was better than I thought he was. Like Josh
1: be. Rosen, he wasn't bad.
2: He was better than I thought he was going to be. But he's still Josh Dobbs. Trevor Lawrence. If you're if you're looking at that game as a pick'em, you take the quarterback who's playing better. And Trevor Lawrence is playing really, really well right now. So I'm riding with the Jaguars. Which would again, the the Patriots would have a tiebreaker over the Titans. So boom. The Steelers are the one that... They
1: entered the chat in the last week. They really did. two late wins, one at home and one on the road, man.
2: Kenny Pickett, look, he got a lot of flack, and I I would tell you that I don't think he has the highest upside in the world. I don't know that he's going to be some um, franchise quarterback, 10, 15 years, you know, in the top 10 kind of guy, but to be a rookie... And to have two straight comeback wins when you absolutely had to have it. I mean, come on. You can't scoff at that.
1: So I think that... Awesome. Awesome final drive. In case anyone missed it or you didn't make it up late, I thoroughly enjoyed staying up, getting to relax after the Six Rings postgame show, take in uh, a game I heard Mike Golick Sr. call on the radio, an extra ice bag game because of the legendary hits that usually take place in a physical AFC North matchup. Some describe it as three hours of human car accidents. It was rough as always, but that last drive by Pickett was legit. That's two weeks in a row. He has done something that we actually have not seen. Sorry, everyone, to say, but I have to compare him to the local guy. We have never seen that from Mac Jones. Last-minute, game-winning, touchdown drives when you need it. Yes,
2: and, I mean, he's had some occasion to do it, though – you know, sometimes the circumstances are what they are. Ramondre Stevenson or Damian Harris fumble in the rock. I mean, you can't do anything about that. No, we can't. But, But I'll say this, right? So the Steelers are a threat for sure to, to sneak up. They, they play the Browns next week. So I would say the Steelers are the only impediment to this if the Patriots should lose to Buffalo, which quite unfortunately I think they're probably going to do. Because- you got to go ahead and guess Buffalo's opening is the favorite. Yes. Um, I, I cannot wait to see what the point total on that is. We'll have producer Joe uh,
1: Braverman effort that momentarily. We'll yes. see what the opening spread is.
2: But, uh, you know, look, Kansas City Chiefs took care of business against the Broncos, which means that the Bills have to play. They've got to play for that number one seed. I highly doubt they're going to be like, oh, yeah, let's just go ahead and be the number two seed. Just And, and just be like, oh, yeah, if we got to go over to Arrowhead for another playoff game where they've lost two years in a row, I don't think they want to do that. So I think they are going to play for it, which means Josh Allen is going to play, which means they are going to try to stuff it down your throat. So that means the Patriots they've got a win-win. Like like this isn't backing in against uh, you know, Buffalo second stringers and then and then you come out and get whacked by, you know, Buffalo's real squad or something like that. Yeah, you're not going to get you got to beat the big dogs. Yeah,
1: you're not going to get like even their backup running back James Cook is excellent. You're not going to get Case Keenum, James Cook. And Khalil Shakir next week. You're likely going to get the full force of the Buffalo Bills' lake effect offense and defense coming at you to end your season, knock you out, and secure the number one seed. And spot. I'm sure
2: nothing would satisfy them more oh, than to do in that. In
1: addition to, like, can you imagine on the plate for the Bills would be securing the number one seed while also delivering another soul punch to the franchise oh that kept goodness. you under thumb and under sofa cushion for 20 years? Hell no. They're no way, no way they're going to play that one soft. Um, Not to steal the thunder behind a very popular sports podcast, but let's play uh, Guess the Line. Producer Joe Braverman has whispered in my ear the opening spread for the Buffalo Bills hosting the New England Patriots next Sunday. We don't know what time yet. We'll get to that later.
2: Minus seven and a half. Did you hear Joe as well? No. Is that only in my ear? As a a matter of fact.
1: You would you would. I beat. was gonna go eight and a half, seven and a half. Kyrie wins the week. Let's you go. Get to hit me with a Subway also, sandwich. Also,
2: by the way, I need to find some working headphones. My headphones are not working. But so so no, I would not have heard Joe. But hey, look, seven and a half. Yes, look, I. Minus, minus, look, okay. I, told, would I, him I told, him almost ten. I told you at the end at the end of my call yesterday. I, I'm a mini prophet, okay. I told everybody that You're yesterday. Like the, the
1: Diana of this radio station, you prophesize
2: things and no one's listening. Yes, yeah, I know, right? Yes, <laughs> I, I, I told, I told the pregame show yesterday was going to be a big Kyle Duggar game. He was going to have a big impact on it. He was better than I thought he was going to be, even. But uh, I po- mean, hey, possibly there it
1: is. now, maybe. Uh, it, this is a topic for a discussion later in the it's show. Like not
2: not pictured, Chris. Might, be- might be the
1: might <laughs> might be the best player on the Patriots right now. Might be the most impactful player on the Patriots right now because he I mean you have seven defensive touchdowns on the year. You've scored in four straight that games defensively. Got three of them. And he's got he's the only player in the NFL with three defensive scores this year. He still has another game, and I want to remind everyone that last year, yes it is last year now, when the Patriots got their jowls doors and reputations blown off and handed to them in Buffalo 47-17. It really wasn't even that close. Kyle Duggar was playing one-handed and a complete non-factor in that game. Not that he's going to close the entire gap, but I just want to remind everybody, he wasn't there for it, basically. He, He was not, and I'll tell you what,
2: he almost had a pick on Josh Allen in in this first game that they played this year, and the only reason he didn't get it is because Jack Jones ran into him while he was closing oh, on the that's ball. Right. And it's like, so it could it could have been even more. It could have been another huge momentum shifting play. Like, look, this guy is he's on one right now. He is he is feeling. And, and the funny thing is that I asked him about this in the post game, and he was just like, "Yeah, there's so much I could still do better. You know, like I'm still like I'm messing up stuff I shouldn't mess up, and consistency something I need to do. You
1: mean to tell me that he can do better than this? I mean, he, he might. And if he, if he hasn't fully unlocked his total potential, if we haven't, if, if we're just now scratching the surface of what the full comportment of Kyle Duggar's defensive arsenal is, then I mean, like, I know there was an awkward exchange earlier this morning when they talked about giving, uh, a blank check to Kyle Duggar on the Greg Hill morning show, but what isn't an awkward exchange between the Greg Hill Show and Coach Bill Belichick? I mean, I, That's what they live on. That is the fruit of their soul. That is the color in their rainbow. And I think we all adore it and enjoy it thoroughly. Six one seven-seven seven nine-seven ninety-three seven is the telephone number. Do you, Patriots fans, feel any better about the Patriots' chances both of making the playoffs and against the Buffalo Bills? By beating the Dolphins yesterday, or was this just another fluke win against a backup quarterback? And you're one of those many saying the Pats don't deserve to be in the post game dance. Mac Jones should be calling in in about 15 minutes here on the afternoon program with Fitzy and Kyrie. But first, we trend with the man who's got the coolest last name in all of sports radio, Joe Braverman.
3: Now, here's what's trending on WEEI.
0: Oh, the Patriots postseason hopes are still alive as they win over the Dolphins in their home finale 23-21. Kyle Duggar with the game-winning pick six, and Jacoby Myers with the one-yard touchdown catch, putting the game away. The Pats are now set up for a win-in-in scenario next week in Buffalo. Kickoff is still TBD, but the NFL has announced that the Chiefs and the Raiders will play at 4-30, on Saturday, as well as the Titans and Jaguars being flexed to Saturday at 8.30. The Celtics had their four-game winning streak snapped last night against Denver and the Western Conference leading Nuggets, 123-111. Jalen Brown scoring 30 points, Jason Tatum with 25, but it was Nikola Jokic stealing the show with a 30-point, 12-rebound, 12 12-assist, 12 triple-double. Sees back in action tomorrow night in Oklahoma City as they take on the Thunder. Tip-off will be at 8.00. And we are minutes away from the winter classic from Fenway Park between the Bruins and the Pittsburgh Penguins. And three Alabama players have declared for the NFL draft QB Impossible number one overall pick, Bryce Young, linebacker, Will Anderson Jr., and running back, Jameer Gibbs. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEEI and WEEI.com.
4: Selling a little or a lot?
1: Kyle Duggar at, at
2: these types of things is second in three weeks, third of the season. And how big of a boost was that at that time for you
3: guys? I think you're gonna have to write Kyle a blank check. That's how good he is right there. Just for him to get that interception and then turn it into offense—that's that's a one-man band. And uh, it just seemed like every week we come up with one.
1: Patriots quarterback Mac Jones will be joining us here within 10 minutes' time or so. Uh, calling in today to the Fitzy and Kyrie program on WBI on a Patriots Monday. You just heard from Patriots defensive end linebacker, sack artist extraordinaire Matthew Judon saying that he believes they're going to have to deliver a blank check to one Kyle Duggar, third-year safety out of Lenore Rhine on the New England Patriots Uh Bill Belichick was asked about that earlier this morning. His response, I believe, was, I don't know what that means. That's very Bill Belichick, and that was very Matthew Judon. I ask you, Kyrie Thompson, do you believe right now Kyle Duggar is the best player on these New England Patriots and the most important player heading into Buffalo? He's the most important player heading into
2: Buffalo because you don't know, for example, what what's going on with Marcus Jones. Here's the thing, right? Because there's an argument to be made for Marcus Jones as like the the best, one of the best recent players on the on the Patriots because of best every draft pick, because best all around player. Yes, because of everything he does, right? Offense, defense, special teams, and obviously Matthew Judon still is who he is. He's probably going to be an All Pro. Right? He's going to mm-hmm. make one of those All Pros. He's teams.
1: their only. He's their lone Pro Bowler. Yeah. And doesn't the Pro Bowl voting look ridiculous now? With Kyle Duggar not going well, whatever they call yeah. it, the Pro Bowl uh, activities, right? The, yeah, whatever, whatever.
2: the Pro Bowl games or you know, whatever. Games. But but I mean, look, when when it comes to to him, he has been the most impactful Patriot over the last couple of weeks in terms of just when his plays have come. And though you say Marcus Jones, right, that pick six that he had. Uh, in the previous week and and his offensive touchdown against the Bills and such. But, I mean, three out of the last four weeks, Kyle Duggar now has done something to change a game, right? Just the the Patriots were were slogging and battling, sometimes even looked maybe like they were about to be dead in the water. And then Kyle Duggar in a tied game forces a fumble. Or or Duggar... Steps in front of a pass and picks it off and takes it in for a pick six when it looked like the Patriots couldn't do anything on offense. Could not could not muster a single touchdown, right, like in that in that first half. And then, oh, Kyle Duggar gets you on the board. And then it changes. Look, look when
1: he did that he, last he, night. Two of the last three games, he scored a defensive touchdown, and it has completely changed completely. the energy, the momentum, and the tenor of the game. The moment the defense
2: took the field after he did that, sniffed out a screen, blow it up. Mm-hmm. blow up another play and force a three and out. Like, I mean, like he, it, it, it had the defense playing on another level. They feed off of what he is doing and he's just out there. Look earlier in the game. Even I, I noticed a play where he took down Jeff Wilson jr. Where he, he stones him with a big hit and he, and he, and he just knocks him into a pile and, and then Wilson's trying to turn his legs. Duggar picks up his legs, picks him up by the legs until he's like horizontal to the ground and just body slams him. That guy is playing with with just a wild edge right now. He's playing in like a in in like dark mode.
1: Right. Like he's he's at a uh, like use whatever cliche you want like at another level, like in another stratosphere, like the game like the game has slowed down for him. I was just watching some highlights of that interception while you were Uh, opining on how important he is and how great he is. Uh, Chris Mason had tweeted out a video of the stiff arm he delivered at the three-yard line to finish the run back for six yesterday against Miami. Like, it's not going to be denied. Not going to be like every aspect of his game, there's no, like, he doesn't do anything with a genteel nature. Now, you're not supposed to. You're a safety. It's the NFL, and you're part of a Bill Belichick defense. Like, you're out there to set a tone and to deliver a message, and he's playing alongside guys like Jabril Peppers, who you and I like I said to you earlier, like Jabril Peppers he plays with hatred. Yeah, much hate. Like he's like he's like a Grand Theft Auto version of a football <laughs> player. I I said he wakes up and chooses violence, and your retort was, "No, he is the violence." Yes, and and look, I love, I, lo- I love, I want. I told Andy yesterday in the postgame show, like you have to sign Jabril Peppers as soon as possible to a long-term deal and, because he fits here, he belongs, and you're going to lose McCordy likely at the end of the year.
2: Yeah, and it's like I think about the kind of player that that peppers is and like where like he could probably he would start somewhere I mean given the way he's come back from injury he could start someplace and now it's just a matter of does he get the opportunity to play that kind of big role here because yeah I think you're probably gonna lose Devin McCordy, most likely I feel like the comments after the game where he even acknowledged it like hey that could have been my last game at at Gillette Stadium really wouldn't want to have to be thinking about that dropped pick for the rest of the night I think that was a tacit acknowledgement, and so, but but you that would still allow you to have three ridiculously strong safeties right there.
1: And, and Belichick told you in the post game yesterday how important safety play was in a game where you're bringing in cornerbacks who are walking around the locker room introducing themselves as they just arrived to town, like Baker Mayfield style in that first start against the Raiders a few weeks ago. Like you got. Tay Hayes and Quandre Mosley coming in and these guys like are going to potentially be thrust into important roles because Mills can't get back on the field. Jack Jones is at injured reserve. Marcus Jones was out yesterday. Now you may get two of them back against Buffalo and holy smokes in a glass. Do you need both of them back? So badly for next week. But the safeties carried the day yesterday. The most important unit on the field yesterday for the Patriots the was best, the
2: safeties. The best unit on the team. And one other thing that I thought was interesting is that he, he acknowledged that there were four safety groupings out there. And that was something I thought they were going to do from the very beginning. And they had to, right? They really had no other choice. But I thought that was, that was really intriguing because... I thought from the very beginning, the way they constructed this safety room, that they were going to probably end up playing four safeties to mitigate the cornerback's anyway this time they had to do it because of injury because look the, the cornerbacks by and large haven't been that horrible and i, I see you know people saying look i mean they, who have they beaten which quarterbacks have they beaten sure yeah i mean that that's that's totally fine if you want to talk about that in the grand scheme of things they, they've they beaten up on backups and here right it's teddy bridgewater who gets picked off for the pick six and then you're finishing off against skylar thompson i get it yeah you you, you got to view it with context i'm not saying don't view it with context but You got guys who are playing well no matter who's in there. Those safeties have been balling all season long. I mean, you can't look past that to me. And Kyle Duggar looks like he is becoming the kind of star that we all thought that he was going to be. You could talk about, oh, yeah, who's he intercepting? Well, look at who he's hitting. Look at who he's tackling. He's out there chasing Tyreek Hill all over the place. How many safeties are, are getting the angle on Tyreek Hill and bringing him down in the open field? How many safeties are doing that?
1: The answer is not many. Yes. Is the answer zero?
2: It is. Qu- the answer
1: is not many. It, it is very it few. Is, it is quite possibly one, and with that one being him. Kyle, with that one being Kyle Duggar. Now, as for yesterday's game where they contained Tyreek Hill to four receptions and Jalen Waddle three, I think about 103 yards total for the two receivers combined. I think any Patriots fan, any member of the Patriots, would have signed up for that in a heartbeat. Please yes and thank you. Can like that's that's exactly what they need when they go in with a series of recently signed and backup cornerbacks right. with such injuries throughout the secondary. But do you think that was a product excuse me, was that a product of the defensive effort or was that a product of perhaps Mike McDaniel outthinking himself running the ball damn near 20 times in the first half and trying to establish a run game because I get it like it's Shanahan it's Shanahan style offense that's where Mike McDaniel has learned his trade and game as this one of these new contemporary offensive gurus but well we'll get to that question yeah let's get to that we'll get to that question in just a minute because now joining us on a Patriots Monday it's New England Patriots quarterback Mac Jones Mac Jones is brought to you on a Patriots Monday on Weei by Arbella Insurance Arbella here for New England here for good by Mass General Cancer Center and by North Northeast, not Norse. It's, uh, that'd be interesting if it was Vikings Health and by Northeast Men's Health, the leader in men's sexual health. Mac Jones joins us on the phone on the Harbor One Hotline. Good afternoon, Mac Jones. How are you today, sir? How are you guys doing? Well today, my man. Happy New Year's Day observed to you as well. Nice to start the new year off with a big win that gives you guys another meaningful game next week. It's basically a playoff game and of all places in Buffalo, how's the is
3: that for you? Yeah, I think we've um, definitely done a good job here, just trying to get in a position to play another week, and that's all you can ask for. And you know, a great group of guys, and love the guys on the team. Um, just think we have to take advantage of another opportunity, and that's all you can do. And um, it's a one-week season, so got to go out there and have our best week of practice and compete, and be ready to go by game day
2: speaking of taking advantage of opportunities um Tyquan Thornton after the game was talking about the red zone ex- execution and he mentioned that you know that it's almost like the antenna's perked up for the team where it's like they knew how important you all knew how important it was to get it done and you converted twice but i remember earlier in the year you were talking about you know it, it seemed almost like look we can't press down there. We need to remember that it's important, but in the end it's just like executing another play. So what lessons have you and the offense learned about what it takes to get it done in those situations and make sure that execution follows through?
3: Yeah, I think, like you said, that's a great way to put it. Just try and see it as a play and every play is just a play, but um, obviously we we wanted to do better down there to score points. You got to do you know, try and be close to 100% down there, whether that's field goals or touchdowns. So um, definitely want to score touchdowns and did that a little bit better this week. And um, every game's different. You know, sometimes you skip the red zone or um, like we've had some some days where it's been tough down there. But it's all about just finding ways to put points on the board. So definitely did a better job of that and really just have to build on it um, this next week against a really good defense.
1: Mac, how was the week of prep leading up to Miami following obviously a disappointing finish on Christmas Eve against Cincinnati? You guys staged the furious comeback. Comes up just short with the turnover with about a minute left. It seemed like the offense opened up with some of the same uh, aggressive or downfield energy that you guys used to get back in the game against Cincinnati. uh, And then subsequently it stalled out for a couple quarters. But how was the week of energy and the mood leading up to yesterday's game?
3: Yeah, I think it was good. I think Um, We all understood that, you know, it was the opportunity we had, and we had to go out there and um, just find a way to win and score more points than the other team. And um, that was a group effort, defense, offense, and special teams. So um, every week's different, like I always say. And um, the important part is just getting the win and, you know, surviving another week. So that's the important part. And obviously watching the film, always going to try and do things better and make sure we don't have those drives where we stall out and, and all that stuff. So, it's always a learning experience and just excited for, you know, another good week of practice here.
2: If yeah, Fitzy mentioned that, you know, you're taking some shots, being aggressive down the field, but it feels like over the past I don't know, three, four games or so, um, there really haven't been a lot of 50-50 balls, and even the misses really don't seem like they're in harm's way so much. How has the deep passing game evolved for you as the year has gone on? into where the interceptions aren't happening? Like, is there kind of an evolution in kind of your risk calculus or, or how you're thinking about, okay, I have this situation, I'm going to go ahead and take this shot?
3: <clears throat> yeah, I think the ball is important. Um, and obviously in the last, I think it's really six or seven games, had one interception here and it was on a tip. So that's the important part is early on in the year, just understanding that when we don't turn it over, we have a 90- 5% chance to win um, so that's the important part you have to realize and um, obviously there's times to take your shots and there's times to you know take what the defense gives and um, for me it's just doing the right thing on each play and trying to you know just make those explosive plays but also make the underneath plays too so definitely need to do better at all that stuff and when that's part of the film session stuff and Um, Yeah, I think there's calculated shots, like you said, and, and all those types of plays, too.
1: Patriots quarterback Mac Jones joins Fitzy and Kyrie here on the WEI Afternoon Show on a Patriots Monday via the Harbor One hotline. How about the way Kyle Duggar has played and been a motivational force, if not a human rally cry, for the Patriots the last couple of weeks? Obviously, there's the big pick in Vegas which turns things around and sets off a nice comeback in the second half in that game. And then obviously yesterday, just a spectacular pick run in for the end zone. Um, are you aware of the fact that he's got three defensive touchdowns this season? And and do we need to start adding all of these secondary members to the offense because these guys like Marcus Jones, Kyle Duggar, they can score seven defensive touchdowns on the year.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's pretty incredible. and um, I definitely think that was a good point that you made that they kind of bring a spark to to the game um and that's important to have that and you know a lot of defenses are really good in the NFL our defense is really good and we get to go against them you know weekly and obviously in training camp and all that stuff so I'm um, good to see all their hard work pay off and you know Doug is just a one highlight of the whole defense and he's just done a great job comes to work every day he's a really quiet guy just lets let's his play speak for himself so um He really just, every time he gets the ball, it seems like he scores. So I'm definitely impressed with him, um, all of his hard work.
2: What does that do for the offense? I mean, I I feel like when the defense took the field after that pick six, they, they blew up a screen. They got another stop, you know, they forced a three and out. Like they were just all over the Dolphins after that. I mean, I know that, you know, you're on the bench and, and, you know, you're studying up for the next series and you're kind of doing your own thing, but when you when you see these plays continually happen, where the defense is putting points on the board or making big plays, getting takeaways, how much energy does that bring the offense?
3: I think it's awesome. I think it shows why balls the greatest team sport. I mean, you never know when something crazy can happen in a game and um, at the end of the day, you're super excited and just trying to get points on the board and whether that be a turnover, a big field goal attempt, or whatever, a block punt—you know, any any situation—we're um, always excited and fired up for for the team and all that. So, definitely brings good energy. And for us, it's about just executing. When they do get a big turnover, just capitalizing on it even more, uh, trying to put more points on the board.
1: Matt, uh, before I ask the question I had planned, just to follow up to what uh, Kyrie had just said a second ago, there. Um, uh, a couple of years back at the stadium, Rodney Harrison once told me um, in an interview I was doing for Fans at the Stadium that um, he had this great, you know, pretty well-known relationship with Tom Brady, where during practice they went at each other like that. Then, and he was one of the guys that could get under uh, Tom Brady's skin, and he was always barking at him, and that they made each other better players. So I'm just curious: Are there any players on the defense like a Kyle Duggar or? maybe Jabril Peppers who like to give you the business uh, or that are trying to have one of those relationships to like, kind of like sharpen you guys up for uh, game action.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, we're always competing against each other. and there's, there's always fun to every practice and whether that's trying to fire each other up or talking a little smack, it's always fun to keep that energy. Um, obviously someone you mentioned Peppers, <laughs> he yeah. does a, a great job of just, Bring that energy every day. and um, it's, it's just really fun to play against and with a guy like that. So um, definitely have a good defense and everybody's unique in their own way. And some guys are very talkative. Some guys are quiet, but they all execute at a really high level.
1: Uh, I also wanted to ask you a question uh, following up on some recent events and discussions uh, in the media with the Patriots and beyond, um, There were those accusations, the dirty player things that I know you had to deal with last week, and then there were two fines received for last week's game. Then we had former Patriots recently, like Julian Edelman and Vince Wilfork, say that they didn't like the outward emotional displays of frustration sometimes uh, that you show on the field. And this morning, uh, former quarterback and current CBS analyst Boomer Esiason said the same thing on our radio station. So I'm just curious, are you at all concerned about uh, a reputation that you – that you wouldn't want to have or that you wouldn't necessarily perceive to be a positive one uh, following you or being built in the league?
3: Yeah, I think, you know, for me, it's just trying to channel my competitiveness in a in a good way and just continue to be Mac. And, you know, for me, it's it's all about my teammates and the people in the building. and um, Obviously want to have a respect for everybody that plays in this league and coaches in this league. So I'm definitely things I can get better at and, just like with execution with football plays. It's the same idea, just trying to grow and earn the respect of people, um, obviously most importantly, in the building. So um, that's my main focus is just getting better every day and getting ready to play this Bills team. Um, It's going to be a big challenge. So that's what I do every time, and um, that's all you can ask for.
2: Mac, Devin McCourty a couple of weeks ago on this station said, he's told you a couple of times, just be yourself. When it comes to leadership, curious about what you've learned from him, guys like him and Matthew Slater, about leadership and really what you've learned about yourself and your
3: style of doing things this year. Yeah, I think obviously this has been a unique year. I think it hasn't been a smooth sail. And um, at the end of the day, I've I've got to learn from and speak with great leaders on our team, um, Slater and, and Devin and David and everybody that's you know, been on the Patriots for so long. Um, They just handle every situation so well. And um, it's definitely good to learn from them. And I'll remember the things that they've taught me forever. So um, I know they love my competitiveness. I love how they compete and come to work every day. Um, And we all have great respect for each other. And hopefully I can carry on their, their legacy, you know, that they've set for many years.
1: Uh, Mac, before we get to the wrap-up quarterback question of the week, just curious if you saw uh, your guys Bryce Young, Will Anderson Jr., and Jameer Gibbs announce that they're going to enter the 2023 draft. You fired up to have some more Crimson Tide, and will you possibly go speak with Matt, Bill, uh, Patricia, etc., and tell them that they need to draft some of your boys and get some more Crimson Tide up in New England?
3: Yeah, I think um, it's always good to see my uh, former teammates have their dreams come true, so Definitely cool. to always see that, and um, I'm sure those guys will have a great NFL career. So happy for them, and um, yeah, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and uh, Crimson Tide, nice comeback against Kansas State on uh, New Year's Eve, huh?
3: Yeah, <laughs> that was a great that was
1: great great day. Did you catch any of the ball? Uh, did you watch any of the uh, semifinals?
3: Yeah, a little bit. Um, obviously, we so we're getting ready for our game, but got to see some of it. Definitely two really good high scoring games. So. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: All right, time now for the quarterback question of the week from Mac Jones. It's sponsored by Northeast Men's Health, where they specialize in taking care of men's sexual health. They have offices in Dedham near Legacy Place in Salem, New Hampshire, and in Marlborough serving Metro West, and also now in Woburn. Learn more at northeastmenshealth.com. Mr. Kyrie. This one comes from uh, two, almost three-year-old
2: Maya Thompson, whose favorite thing to do when I come home from work is asked me, how is Mac Jones doing? So Mac, what is your favorite ice cream?
3: <laughs> um,
1: we got you. That's got your journalism right there, Mac. I told yep. you we're going to save the hard-hitting questions for last. For the
3: end. Yeah, that's that. Really is a hard-hitting question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Usually, I like the, the cookie dough. The cookie dough is pretty good. So. Hey, well, look I, at I that. told
1: you because he likes chocolate chip cookies. So cookie dough makes cookie dough makes. Cookie dough is actually what I always get. When I go over yeah. to JP Licks. Yeah, smooth choice. There you go. What would be nice. in the, Ma- yeah. if they made a Mac Jones ice cream, what would be in it?
3: Um, yeah, definitely cookie dough. That's for sure. But I'm not, I don't like strawberry that much. So no strawberry. And <laughs> but no, everything sea- else is-
1: <laughs> no strawberries. All right. We're used to that in this town with quarterbacks. And, uh, no seafood, obviously, right?
3: Yeah, no seafood. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, Mac. Listen, thanks so much for making some time for us on a Patriots Monday. Uh, Good luck next Sunday. I know you don't necessarily know what time kickoff is going to be. Could be one, could be four, maybe even could be the eight o'clock variable on Sunday Night Football. Is that frustrating to prepare? Well, I guess it'll probably get announced tomorrow. So uh, whenever the yeah. game is, yeah, whenever the game is, Mac, uh, good luck. And we hope we talk to you as you guys are making your way uh, into the playoffs next week.
3: Sounds good. I appreciate it, fellas. Happy You yep, New New too. Happy
1: New Year to you as well, Mac. Mac Jones, right, New England yeah. Patriots quarterback, joining us on the Harbor One Hotline on a Patriots Monday. See, you know, we had to ask some of the tougher questions. Yes. I don't want to have to ask Mac Jones about the fact that there could be a reputation that's now going to be dogging him and following him. But at the same time, it's nice to give him a reason to smile. You know, he's had a tough season. Yeah, you know?
2: and and I, and I mean, look, who doesn't want to answer questions from, from my daughter, right? But I think that we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it after after this, but I think one of the most you know, interesting things about this season, the way that he's answered things, the way his teammates have talked about it, is that in the end, he's got to be who he is.
1: I like, Did you hear in the answer, too? I think maybe we should share that again. Said, uh, I got to be Mac. I got to be Mac. Like, he even, yeah. went thir- he even went third person on himself, which is a bit of a surprise. Kind of a baller move. You like it?
2: I mean, hey, that man's got to play with some swagger. Okay, one-game season. Let's go.
1: I think he's let's feeling a it. little bit better now as well, too, over the fact that like there haven't it. been the interceptions. I know that we had it ups and yeah. downs recently. And Not then, his best game of the season yet yesterday. However, no. yeah. I don't think he's in a bad place preparing for and heading to Buffalo. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number here at WEEI. It's Fitzy and Kyrie on a Patriots Monday here on WEEI. Anything else about preparation for Buffalo that you wanted to try to get from Mac Jones or Did you hear? I think I heard. I didn't want to ask any more questions about the Buffalo game. Granted, I talked to the guy for half an hour about that if I thought we'd be able to get anything. You know, out even of even more like, yeah, we're gonna get like they play really hard, the weather's gonna be a factor, Josh Allen is great, there's gonna be a lot, you know. They're like I started to hear him add in those very patriot-like sort of like you know, uh, we're going to be playing football next week against a really great team. They do a lot of, you know, a lot of great, like, I heard the patriotisms at the end tucked into a couple of the answers. And I thought, you know, I'm not really sure. Uh, I mean, look, the, I'm the, not really sure we're going to get much more. The way that
2: I see this, it it's almost more about it's about the Patriots at this point. I mean, they they played the Bills. We know what they are. I mean, there, there's no real secrets about this. We know the Bills are more talented than them. They know Josh Allen's good. They know the defense is good, right? I, I feel like at this point, it, it's more about a lot of it is it's about him. It's about the way this team is staying together right now. How how you know they are feeling inside the locker room about you know like their chances, how they're approaching things. To to me, it's like. I don't really know that you miss a whole lot by not asking specifically about Buffalo because I mean, what, what are they? What is he going to say? For one, he's not going to give you anything interesting. Mm-hmm. And It's like, what is he going to say? The same things he said about Buffalo last time. Uh, I yeah, I, I felt know, like it was a better opportunity. What are we going to do? Like, hey, he's going
1: to be like, hey, I, I owe like in a in a real world where the we'll say just sort of Patriots. Mystique or the uh, Patriots mind clamp doesn't come over interviews a lot <laughs> yeah. of times, especially with the quarterback or a second year player. I mean, at least he answered that he, like, at least he answered your daughter's question, okay? But like where the, the Patriot mind clamp doesn't come over top, you know what I would love to hear? Like, I would love Mac uh, Mac Jones would personally, if we were just sitting around having ice cream and it was like all off the record or having a beer, if he even really drinks beer, maybe having a cigar because I know he likes cigars. There we go. Okay. I, I bet you he would tell us, since he is a hyper-competitive human being, and that's no grand assumption. That's pretty much common knowledge and fact at this point. He'd probably tell you, like, yeah, I want to go up and win an MFing Buffalo. Uh-huh, yeah, you know what I want to do? I want to pay Micah Hyde back for picking off that dime I dropped in the corner to Aguilar that he snagged on in a sick play that basically ended the game at 7 nothing Yeah, if there was any one team. I don't want to back in the playoffs. If there is any one team that I could possibly beat, I do want to beat Buffalo because then it'll matter and it'll shut everyone up. And yeah, he probably, in answer to my question about developing a bad reputation or not the right kind of reputation for, you know, Foxborough, the Patriots, national team, last year he was a top sell, top 10 sell in Jersey, you know, maybe he wants to say like, tough S, I got to be, he did kind of, he said, I got to be Mac. There you go.
2: Yeah. And, and look, when it comes down to this, I, I'll say this. I don't love the Patriots chances in the playoffs, but if they Also actually- oh, you're the guy. Yeah.
1: Cuz you know cuz you know Friday when I put up my expert predictions piece oh, at yeah? WEI.com, I'm sure it's going to be overwhelming majority of America picks Patriots. It's right. Bills. Yeah. Everyone like everyone's going to pick the Bills to win
2: outright at least. Yes, yeah, exactly. But here's what I'm going to say, if they beat that team, like beat them straight up, that would say that would tell me, you know what? Okay, maybe that should change the calculus a little bit. Because they haven't beat a team like that. Mm-mm. And and to me, I I they haven't shown that they can. They haven't given us any any reason to believe that they can beat a team like the Bills straight up. Because a lot of times it has been, you know, a backup quarterback or, you know, some some unforeseen circumstance comes up or, or Zach Wilson's terrible. Right? There, there've been, there's been there been a lot of that this year where a team's got to give them the game and then, they, okay, fine, we'll take it if you want. Other
1: teams have to show that they don't want the game as much or just flat out don't want the and game. And then they have to take it. Or they it. come in with a, ba- a backup quarterback. Like, you know, Brady used to, obviously, Brady used to do like the TB 12 times and whatever else and the animations and the rally videos and whatnot. And you'd always have like pictures of the patriot or, or a goat downing the other mascot in some animated or, you yeah. know, child friendly capacity. You know, if we're looking at the MJ 10 times, you know, the wall where he would be keeping his pelts, if you will, is not that impressive in 2022. The best quarterback you beat is Goff. Um, Yes. And that wasn't even that wasn't even you. That was Bailey Zappi. Who's the best quarterback Mac Jones beat this year? Uh, You know, Teddy Thompson or a Skyler Bridgewater, whatever you want to call yesterday's, you know, two headed monster. Is it Colt McCoy? I mean, is it? Mitch Trubisky, Mitch, please. Like, who's the best quarterback? Mitchell Mac Trubisky's Jones
2: is bad, so, so he's yeah. not good. Yeah,
1: it wasn't Kenny Pickett at that point. No, who's the best quarterback? He's beat this year. Holt McCoy. I mean, are you.
2: Are you no, 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 Josh, I, are you playing? I, I, I'm, I'm honestly like not even. I'm not sure. I would. I have to probably say Teddy Bridgewater. Here we go, Teddy Bridgewater. There you go. That's it.
1: Yeah, Jacoby Brissett was a Bailey Zappy win. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Mac. Mac didn't beat Lamar. Obviously, he got hurt at the end of that game. Yep. Like there really there isn't like. I don't even know who the best quarterback and he beat. He beat Zach Wilson twice. Zach Wilson. Zach, will, Zach Wilson's
2: the worst quarterback in football. Like, like
1: I mean, when you say that, that's just like and no lies detected.
2: Yeah, I, he's I not mean, good. Yeah, it's like you could you would throw whatever backup name in there, or whatever. He's he's terrible. He can't play NFL football. And look, I understand we're we're talking about who did he beat? Like which quarterback did he beat? Look, I, we get it. Mac Jones isn't playing against Zach Wilson one on one or any of these guys one on one. But but again, you think about just the the Patriots in general. Right. I mean, the, the, the list of pelts on their wall just just in general isn't very great. And, and you could look at if they were to actually pull this off against a Josh Allen or say you back into the playoffs or you win your way into the playoffs, whatever, and you collect Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow, you better believe the narrative about that team is going to change a little bit. Okay, oh, oh, all right, maybe they, they weren't frauds like we all thought they were, that's but right the, now that's yeah. what everybody thinks, that they're frauds, that they that they haven't got it. And the thing is, have they, have they given us any
1: reason to think that they're kind of not? What would be the impetus? What would be the reason behind now having a legitimate, honest, change of heart, turnabout face where you say it is with all, aside from just pure Belichickian belief and Foxborough faith, where you would come out and say no 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 the pats are going to go up to buffalo and win on sunday to me
2: the, the the defense has been solid enough i mean sure they they kind of you know stumbled against some of these better teams better quarterbacks better weapons but they didn't stumble as bad as last year to me i think they are legitimately a better unit it's about the offense to me, and to me it's got to be Mac Jones has got to ball. I am talking 300 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, converting like every, you know, 3 out of 4 red zone trips or something like that. He has to be, he has to play on that kind of level, on 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 an elite level for them for me to really think like you know what? That's it. But the thing is has Mac Jones really done that outside of one game against the Ravens, who weren't playing very well defensively that early in the year, and one game against Minnesota. The rest of the time, it's been fine, you know, or or bad, I would say. He hasn't played at that level. Is he going to magically go ahead and do that at Buffalo? If he did, then I think you've got to change the way you think about this team.
1: What would it be that would make you think Mac Jones and the offense, finally, in Week 18, and in Buffalo, no less, Could unlock their potential that has been stymied, that has been corralled, or that just hasn't shown itself in spite of their effort all season long? I would love to know. If anyone's got an opinion out there, please feel free to share it with us. 617-779-7937. That, your Mac Jones thoughts. Any thoughts on the Patriots' victory yesterday over Miami? And when we come back, yes, it continues to dog and plague the Patriots. The age-old question of do you even want to see them make the playoffs at this point? And to what benefit as the text line continues to offer their thoughts and critique at 37937. We're here for all of it. Hour number two coming up of the afternoon show with Fitzy and Kyrie on a Patriots Monday on Weei. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?